we all come to turning points in our lives. And at those turning points, each of us must decide, do I give up or do I push beyond? I'm Sally Love, your host for Beyond the Turning Point podcast. And each Tuesday, I'm going to be bringing you conversations with men and women, real people just like you and me, who are successful in business and in life and who have also demonstrated incredible grit, enviable courage, and amazing determination in moving beyond a life turning point. So if you are ready for insight and inspiration on how you can move beyond your turning point and unlock your next level of potential in business and in life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. I was standing in my office gathering up just a few papers before going out into the field. I was an engineer working on this major capital project at the time. And before I could get out the door, the phone rang. And this was long before caller ID, so I didn't have any idea who was calling me. So I answered it. And on the other end of the line was my boss. And he said, Sally, I want to talk to you about a great opportunity. And it was just the fun way that he said the word opportunity. I could tell that there was probably a little bit more to this story than just a great opportunity. So I said, okay, what is this great opportunity you have for me? And he went on to say that I had the opportunity to lead a team on this major capital project. It was a team of about 20 people. And I thought, oh, this sounds really good. And then he went on to tell me more. And it was the fact that this team was woefully behind schedule. They were missing all of their deadlines. And we had to get this part of the project back on track or it was going to adversely impact the overall project. I had this big desire to be a leader. And I am absolutely convinced that the reason that my boss was giving me this opportunity is because he was so tired of hearing me at the ripe old age of 25 tell him how I wanted to be a leader and how I wanted more job responsibility. I mean, at 25, I was ready to conquer the world. Now, my boss was a great project director and he loved developing people that worked for him. And so I think that was his primary motivator, but I can't help but wonder if maybe there was just a little bit of, okay, I'm going to give her a taste of what it is she says she's been wanting to do and let's see how that works out for her. So I took that opportunity as team leader And I started the next night. It was on third shift. Once I got in there, I learned that the situation was probably 10 to 15 times worse than what my boss had actually described to me. And I got in there and for the first few days, I just observed. I asked lots of questions and I observed, you know, why are we doing this and how does this work and and what are the targets we're trying to meet and how do we know when we've completed our work? The process that the team was using to do their work was broken. It was not streamlined. It was chaotic. 
And then the next thing that I did is one evening, right at the beginning of our shift, I gathered everybody around a flip chart. I said, let's just identify what the major issues are. And so as they would identify an issue, I would write it down on the flip chart. And we started going through that. And it did not take long at all for me to see in their eyes and hear in their voice something that was totally unrelated to the process. They did not need me as an engineer to redesign the process for them or come up with a new system for them. What they needed was something so much more important. Because you see, they had missed so many deadlines and each time they would miss a deadline, they'd get criticized for it. And they would lose their confidence. They would lose their motivation. And then they'd miss another deadline and they'd get criticized for it. And it became this vicious cycle. And I knew that evening with all of us standing around that flip chart that we had to break that cycle. That was the only way this team was going to get this project back on track. And it was the only way we were going to be successful. We had to break that cycle. They needed me to build them up. They needed me to help them restore their confidence. They needed me to believe in them and set them on a path where they could achieve success. And that's what we did. And we did it through recognition. That was the turning point for that team. Recognition is the simplest and the most gratifying way to lead people to a high level performance. Everybody says they want a high performing team. Of course they do. Look at any great leader and what you'll see in that great leader is the ability to recognize and appreciate the people they're leading. So what exactly is recognition? Recognition is the authentic acknowledgement of someone's contributions, their actions, or achievement. That's it. That's what recognition is. Do not try to make this more complicated than it is. Now, the reason recognition is so important is because recognition lets people know that they are valued and that they are appreciated. Think about a time when you were recognized. Were you able to quickly recall a situation where you were recognized and acknowledged and appreciated for the work that you were doing? If you were able to do that, congratulations, because you are among a very small minority. I work with hundreds, sometimes thousands of people in a given year, and I cannot tell you how often people say to me they can't remember the last time they received recognition and appreciation for something that they did. Let that sink in for a minute. They can't remember the last time 
that they received recognition or appreciation for something they did. So here people get up, they come into work every day, they do their job, they go back home, they come back the next day, they do it all over again. This happens day after day, month after month, year after year. I have had people tell me that it has been years since they have received recognition or appreciation. You're likely familiar with the Gallup poll for employee engagement. And each year they measure the percentage of engaged employees in the workplace. And an engaged employee, according to Gallup, is one who is highly involved in their work, they're enthusiastic about their work, and they're committed to their work and their workplace. Well, right now, the number of engaged employees is only 38%. Think about that for a minute. That means that if you have 100 people on your team, only 38 of them are engaged. The rest are disengaged or even worse, actively disengaged. And someone who's actively disengaged Well, they don't keep their misery to themselves. Oh, no. They spread it all around. They make sure that everybody that they're working with is unhappy as well. So when people are not getting recognition and encouragement in the workplace, is it any wonder that engagement is as low as it is? How could it be anything else? How would you like to come to work every day for years on end and not have anybody tell you that your contribution is appreciated or that you're making a difference or that they're happy to have you on their team? You wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. And the people you're leading don't like it either. And I want you to change that for the people that you lead. I want to share with you the excuses that I commonly, routinely, consistently hear when I'm called in to help people build a high-performance team. These are the excuses they give me for not providing recognition to their team members. Here you go. The first one. She knows I value her work, so why do I need to tell her? Well, people are not mind readers. And so how can a team member know that we value their work unless we tell them that we value their work? Here's the next one. It's what he's paid to do. As if a person being paid to do the job and being recognized for doing the job are mutually exclusive. Like you you can only have one. You can either be paid for it or you can be appreciated for it, but you can't have both. Well, of course you can have both. Just because we're paying someone to do the job doesn't mean we can't recognize them and appreciate them for the job they're being paid to do. Here's the next one. We're just too busy for that kind of stuff. We've got real work to do. Now, every great leader knows that part of their real work is building a culture in which people can thrive, a culture in which people can do their best work within their strengths. Here's the next one. If I tell him he's doing a good job, he'll just slack off. Oh my goodness, you don't even want to get me started on that one. That is so untrue. If you hear anybody say that, 
you really need to help educate them about where people find their motivation. When we recognize people for the work that they're doing and the contribution that they're making, people work harder, don't you? I know I certainly do. When I'm working with a client and they recognize and appreciate the work that I'm doing with them and their team, I want to work harder for that person. I want to do even better work for that person. People don't slack off when they're recognized. They work harder. And here's the granddaddy of them all. My people don't care about recognition. All they care about is a paycheck. Don't you believe that for a skinny minute? People want so much more than a paycheck. I mean, truly, if all we have to offer is a paycheck, our people can get that anywhere they work. Think about it. Wherever they work, they're going to get a paycheck. They want a lot more than that. They want their work to matter. They want to matter. They want to make a difference and they want to contribute. So don't ever fall for the myth that all people care about is a paycheck. When I think about recognition, I think about college football. So I love going to watch my Clemson Tigers play football. And when I'm sitting there in Death Valley, or if I'm watching it on television, there's 85,000 fans screaming and going crazy and cheering for the team. You substitute your favorite sports team in that scenario. Now, what if all those tens of thousands of fans just sat there? We did nothing. We were silent. We showed no expression, no excitement. In fact, we registered no emotion whatsoever. We can't imagine it. That's crazy, isn't it? Of course the fans aren't going to sit there like that. Yet, Isn't that what's happening in the workplace? People are showing up. They're doing their work. They're working within their strengths. They're giving it what they've got. Many times going over and above what is expected of them. And what do they see around them? They see managers, supervisors, people who are supposed to be leading sitting there silent, registering no emotion about the work they're doing. So that's the way I like to always think about recognition and why it's so important and what we need to do. So what about you? Will you build a culture in which your people can thrive Will you help your people make a difference by recognizing and appreciating them? So remember that first opportunity that I got as a young leader? Recognition was that team's turning point. And recognition can be your turning point. Because recognition is the simplest and most gratifying way to improve people's performance. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Beyond the Turning Point and that it blessed you in some way. Before you go, let me ask you, 
Are you ready for the next level in business and life? As a high-performance coach to leaders in some of the most recognized brands around the world, I can tell you with certainty that you have tapped into only a mere fraction of your potential. As your coach, I will help you reach higher, dig deeper, and achieve greatness so that you can create a better life for yourself and the people you love. The next level is waiting for you. Are you ready for it? I'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Turning Point.